0: Jervon Simon joins us here today. Jervon, I really appreciate your time. And before we kick things off, I always like to direct everybody to where you're most active, and that is on Instagram. So head over and look for Jervon Simon, and I'll make sure to have that link directly in the show notes. So head over to reimastermind.net for that, and it'll give you a direct link to Jervon's Instagram page. But Jervon, I really appreciate your time here today. As we dive deep, into team leadership and development. This is going to be a great and important topic. So thanks,
1: Jervon. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: So we aren't going to spend a lot of time going through the background of Jervon, which is pretty in-depth, and I'm going to give it to you in a nutshell. He's flipped homes. He's a very successful team leader for a realtor and brokerage at this point, right, Jervon?
1: I'm a team leader. I don't have my own brokerage. I'm a team leader. I'm I'm a broker of a team.
0: And uh, you've been growing that exponentially, but what's really even more notable is that uh, Jervon is a graduate from West Point, and uh, there's a big focus on leadership there. So it's going to be interesting to discuss how that training applies to real estate investing and your real estate career in general. Thank you so much, Jervon.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
0: So let's kick things off. Like we talk about team leadership and I'm going to, we're going to focus on that here today, but where does somebody start when they're developing a team?
1: It's really hard to say. I think there is, I think for everybody, it's different. I can only speak on my experience. So for me, and this applies to any business, whether it's real estate investing, being an agent, or just a business in general, a coffee shop, whatever it is. Whenever you get to the point to where you're so busy that you don't have the times to the, the time to do the things that you want to do, that's something that, that I think at that point in time, you have to really start looking at outsourcing and bringing on somebody and, and kind of starting a team. Obviously, it has to be profitable and you have to make that your own decision in that way. But that's pretty much where I was at a point. In 2020, it was my very first year, full year that I was full-time, only focused on real estate. In 2019, I sold houses and I, I did a good amount of production. But I was, a, I was also a platoon leader in the Army as, a, as an officer. I was, I was a first lieutenant. 2020, it really more than doubled my business and almost three times my production. And by the end of the year, I had a daughter on the way. I was going to be married. And I had a realization that if I don't make changes in my business, and my career, I'm either not going to have a family. Or I'm not going to be in real estate anymore just because I wouldn't be able to mentally take it anymore. So it got to that point to where I had to make changes and I started making massive changes towards the end of 2020. And then and, and I started a team in 20, at the beginning of 2021.
0: Sure. So you were basically trying to fill in those gaps of things that you weren't trying to get, that you weren't successfully getting to, or?
1: It's not that I wasn't successfully getting to. I just had every responsibility on my plate. I did it and as I, as my business continued to grow and I was, it wasn't stopping, it wasn't slowing down and I was doing everything I was right and everything I was supposed to do, not only as an active agent whenever I was dealing with the transaction, but also on the customer, following up on pe- with people, staying in touch, building, rela- continuing relationships, building relationships, all that stuff i continued continue to, to do as well as sell houses. And it got to the point to where I was like, I need to start outsourcing some of this stuff so that I can... One, have time back, and two, make sure I'm effective and that people are getting the correct customer service that they need. So for me, what I did was I found, not only did I find an agent, but I also hired an admin. That admin has been on my team now for over a year. We've grown together quite a bit. I've learned a lot. Our admins, le- our team admins learned a lot, and he has more responsibilities to this day because of how much we've grown and really understanding how to be a team leader and how to continue to outsource and leverage, not, it sounds weird, but leverage people in order to propel the organization forward.
0: Sure. Have you, did you find that it was hard to give up some of those responsibilities to somebody else?
1: Absolutely. Giving, seeing people, other people send emails and make the calls that I used to have to do, it was hard. And also, honestly, the way that the way team, teams work, real estate teams work, not getting paid as much on, train, on certain transactions is difficult to give up as well. But it is funny from 2020 to now, I haven't taken necessarily, my take home pay hasn't gone down at all. It's gone up, even though I'm getting paid on and less in certain transactions and I have our own set up in our own system that we have right now with how we handle tra- every transaction. But yeah, even though, like I said, so sure before I was taking every single commission myself, now, I don't take every every commission myself, and I have people on payroll, and I still take home the same or more every year,
0: yeah, did you find that uh, for the most part you are when you're all by yourself, it's great you're in the, in the thick of things and the hustle and the bustle, but in the end, you are the bottleneck, or you become the bottleneck when it comes yeah. to this stuff
1: yeah yeah it yeah the, that's totally true, and I think still to this point, I am in some capacity. I'm the main revenue driver by far. It's not, that's not really up for debate. date, but it's good that whenever we get clients, we get referrals and people reach out to us who want to work with us or work with me, I'm able to delegate it in a way that I'm still present, but I'm not hands-on in every situation. I can now focus my time on other things and grow business, my business in other ways. I've um, also investing because that's a huge part of what I do. But it's just, and it's just allowed me time back. take it going in for me being able to really trust somebody and give other people not only responsibilities and roles within our small organization that we have, but also to see them be, be able to prosper and mi- provide a living for their family more than they probably made before they joined my team. Has been, I mean, it's, it's a blessing and it's something I can't put into words.
0: So let's talk a little bit about your military training. What are some of those strategies and tactics that you learned that you've been able to directly apply to your real estate business?
1: I think the biggest thing for me is just understanding how to deal with different people in the military. There's all kinds of walks of life that join an army and you don't get to pick who, who joins your team or who joins your platoon or your unit or your organization. So understanding how to manage those different personalities is something that's been one of the greatest assets and things I've taken away personally. But then also on the leadership side of things, just my ability to understand how to effectively communicate with people to get them to get them to understand the message that I'm trying to convey. And also allow watch them be able to execute it is something that's been awesome. i talked a little bit about delegation and having issues with in a way, trust issues with giving up control and those responsibilities to the side of things. It's not something that you know, they were the hardest trainings or tasks to accomplish, I still had to give up delegation and control and responsibilities to certain NCOs and soldiers underneath me in order for us to make things happen. And every time that I did it, when I was in the military, it worked out exactly how it was supposed to. And so far in real estate, it's worked out pretty much exactly how it's supposed to. It's something that I've been able to take directly from from my experience in the Army to being in real estate and being a team leader. And although it's not always easy It's something that I am familiar with doing.
0: So with all that being said, in in this situation now, you have the opportunity to talk to and select the team members that that are working with you in the real estate world. What are some of those strategies or questions you ask to just make sure that person is a good fit?
1: It, It just depends on the role. If I'm looking for somebody who's trying to basically be a junior agent on my team, somebody who's mostly going to be working with buyers as they try to build their own book of my buyers as they try to build their own book of business looking for Honestly, competence is a top thing, and that's a very hard thing to really gauge. People can take you out a little bit, and I've had that happen to me. Somebody who was previously on my team that's no longer on my team. I brought him on, and I realized very quickly competence level is not the same across the board and how much it can impact my ability to give up control. That's not since that particular person wasn't someone that I was able to give a whole lot of control to, and that's why he's no longer with us. And so it's hard to say. In a way, I've gotten lucky. Right now, I have a, I'm a, one of my classmates from West Point. Almost. He just started at the beginning of the year, and I know he's going to be a stud and he's going to kill it. He's already doing really well, and I'm excited to see what he does as he transitions out of the Army. And then I have another agent who actually worked with as like my file manager. It's like a watered-down TC from my old brokerage firm. She transitioned to being a full-time agent and approached me about building my team as an agent, and I allowed her to do so because I was familiar with her, and I knew that she the ability to comprehend what, we, what needed to be done and also had the ability to be a real estate agent full time. She's been killing it and she's been with me for a year now. And so I've gotten lucky. And then as far as my, my admin, one thing that I'm a big believer in is education. I had never in my life hired somebody, a W2 employee, especially for an admin role. So I was in unfamiliar territory. So what I did was I started doing a ton of research. I actually bought a course. On from a real estate coach on how to effectively hire an admin, and I followed about eighty percent of those steps, and and because and there's certain things that I made custom to myself, but and what I wanted to do, but by following most of those, it has been it, it was really beneficial to me because I don't have any, I have a hundred percent turnover rate as in I haven't fired the person and the person loves the job. He. And he's a great fit for what we're doing. And I've actually been able to increase his compensation because of how much responsibility he's had in our well,
0: that's really telling. Like what you just said there is that you actually purchased or a program to learn how to hire an admin. I wish more people would do that. Like not just that, but that that cost associated with buying that program is probably far less. Than what you would have experienced in any kind of losses if you would have hired the wrong person for that role.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. I've inter- I interviewed people who they didn't meet certain criteria, and I knew that going into it, and I still offered them the opportunity. And just looking back on it, it I'm happy I didn't because there's certain personality types and stuff that you have to look out for that I, I would have never ever thought of looking out for prior to buying the course there's people who are super enthusiastic and pumped up and all that stuff and then whenever it comes down down to being detail oriented and following instructions and making sure everything's done the right way that's the type of personality you need you don't need a person who's hyped up and excited about a new opportunity and it's going to die out in a month or two and then so that's that i told you a little bit about what you look for but that having that understanding is something i would have never had if i hadn't bought the course
0: right have you done that for other roles too then
1: no, I haven't had to. I haven't, again, the agent side of things is a little bit trickier. But like I said, I think I have a pretty good idea of, and understanding just from my experience of what kind of personality type, what type of traits to look for when, whenever you're dealing with other agents who have the capacity to be successful. And I've been able to identify that with the agents that I have on my team. And it's not always going to be perfect, but it, it's a little bit, a lot easier to get on essentially a buyer's agent than it is for somebody who's in a specific role as a W-2 employee.
0: Okay. I'm going to change the trajectory just a little bit. I was curious, since you went from West Point and being in the military, did you find it, or do you have people, you said you're going to have another person who is a former West Point individual joining your team here soon. Did you find that transition difficult?
1: No, I didn't. I was energized from the transition. I, I like myself, or myself, I feel... I have ADHD. A lot of people with ADHD are entrepreneurial in some way, shape, or form, and I'm and I've always found myself to be uh, entrepreneurial and somebody who is honestly against a structure and a system set by other people. And I was very bored of the military, and I did not enjoy it. If I'm just speaking candidly, so I knew what I didn't want and had an idea of what I did want. So whenever I actually start, like I said, I started while I was still in the military as a real estate agent, and so. By having that flexibility and the ability to do things my own way and grow the way I want to grow, I didn't find a transition hard. It was easy. It was seamless. And part of the reason it was seamless financially too is because I was doing it while I was in. So by the time I was out of the army, I was already starting to build up an attraction of clients and clientele and referrals. So it it helped me in that sense. But also just for in terms of enjoying what I did, it, it was just... So much more refreshing and even to this day, having the flexibility to do what I want to. Hey, if I want to if I have some time in my schedule, I can schedule nine holes of golf with a past client or a lender or another vendor, or maybe just a friend. If, instead of having to sit at the office until 530, even though all my tasks are done. Yeah.
0: It's interesting you bring that up because I, I do this thing called Tip Tuesday and I try to keep these tips that I put out on a, to under three minutes. I try to keep them very short and just a little quick blast. But my recent one was that I talked about the concept that you know we as real estate investors we are we're striving and you might define your why as you're trying to generate generational wealth or you're trying to secure your retirement or there's there could be a variety of reasons but in the end in a core we're trying to regain some of that time yeah and it's i find it interesting how While we're being, we are entrepreneurs and we do need to hustle and there's some grind associated with it, how important it is to not miss those moments with your friends and family. And if you're trying to regain time, let's not spend some of those important pieces of time, whether it's your kid's hockey game or what have you, Mm -hmm. you have the chance. We don't want to sacrifice those and then kind of missing out on that. Some of that in the present.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. And that was, it was a 2020, was a, it was a great, exhilarating, energetic year, but it was also difficult. That was the first year that my now wife and I experienced like real, I wouldn't say real issues, but issues to where we're arguing and having, having some difficulty in a relationship because it was a grind. I did 61 transactions as a solo agent with no, with very little help. So it, everything was on my shoulders. From sun up to sundown, I was working. You know, whenever it was sundown, it was, I was still had a lot of work on my mind and I was still thinking and think about different things and trying to plan out my next day and just make sure I didn't forget to do things. And, and there's a lot of little tasks, a lot of little emails, a lot of little reach outs, a lot of little different things that you have to do in real estate. And so that was imperative for me. And like I said, I had a daughter on my way and I had to really come to grips with. I'm not going to be a part of my daughter's life if I, don't my, if I don't change my life. I spoke on that earlier. And even if you're not a real estate agent, if you're just an investor who is trying to hustle and grind the like flipper and trying to pinch pennies to, to do some work yourself, hire that stuff out, delegate. If you can, if you're somebody who you're able to scale and you're so profitable that you can hire somebody to as a full-time employee to help manage your projects, do it. These are things that, that you, as you continue, as you start to grow, and you start to see these profits, you're like, okay, can you live with giving up some of this current profit? Absolutely. But in all reality, and something I learned is that when you start to delegate, you get more time back and not only more time back for yourself to enjoy, but also more time back during the day. I found myself many times sitting at the office, my agents are running around and my listings are in a contract. I only really have have about an hour's worth of work to do for the day, and I can now focus on growing my business even more and I have. And that's why I said I haven't taken a loss in pay since I started because I'm able to delegate and outsource a lot more because now it's not just me. It's I have my systems in place. I have my people in place. looking. things, certain things happen, certain things move. We already have it. We already know what to do. We put the plan in motion and then I'm back to doing whatever I have to, whatever I need to do. Certainly, I have days that I'm more busy than others, but overall, I definitely have a lot more time back than I ever did before. And in uh, personal and professional, it's allowed me to grow, as you
0: You, we talk about the hustle and the grind. I actually, think we kind of live in a society that has romanticized that to the point of being detrimental to a lot of us. And oh, yeah. you brought up the fact that you, I appreciate you being so honest and open regarding you and your wife were having a little struggle there. What did you, do you mind me asking? What did you do to work that out? Or work
1: Again, it just came that from that realization. And it was a whole conglomerate of things. She's pregnant. I was busy as ever. And she's like, how are you going to be a father to your daughter? And there was other issues too. It was just time for her in general. It's like, are you going to have time for us? Where's the time for us? And so that's something, like I said, it it made me really come to a realization. And the late fall, early winter, 2020, is whenever I put my foot down and made a decision. It is time to to make a hire and to, and to start a team. And at that point in time, that's whenever it was like, hey, there's going to be a few months of work. Even now, there's like when I got to make changes or I'm, I am I'm recognize a, a big change that I need or, or something to help with growth. It's, hey, this is going to be very challenging and it's going to consume a lot of my time. And I'm not going to be able to focus on you guys as much for the next week, two weeks or month because of I'm trying to accomplish this. But on the back end, just know it's still that I can have time. And I did that again, put in motion, a training, a whole training program at the beginning, for at the beginning of the year. And I did it. And for about a month and a half, I was bogged down through the preparation of that and through the training. And then I did another training, another coaching session where it took up a little bit more time, but now because of basically those two sessions over the past three, four months, I've gotten so much more time back and it is, it's really been beneficial for me just this year. It's constant growth. It is a constant grind. It is a constant struggle. But again, allowing yourself to trust others and to effectively lead to get people to accomplish not only your goals, but the goals that they set out for themselves, it comes back 20 and really allows you to grow financially, grow, financially, and grow personally.
0: Sure. So I'm going to guess with any successful team, I found there's a couple a of couple common traits that seems to keep popping up. How important is it to not only write it down, but to communicate and define your vision for the team and how it's going to operate? It's
1: absolutely imperative. We have team values and team vision and all that. And I actually brought them in. I read the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. One of the things that they talk about is having a team vision and a team mission or having a vision, a personal mission, a team mission, and also value and importance of bringing them in to be a part of that, to build that out. It wasn't all created by me. It was literally a team effort. and it's something that we go over about once or twice a month in our team meetings. We meet every Tuesday. we meet every Tuesday and Thursday, but about twice, a yeah, few Tuesdays a month. We, we talk about that specifically. We talk about one of, the, one of the values, I'm not going to bore, bore them to where I talk about it every meeting. And I think they appreciate that. And we have our own style, the way we do things. But having it on paper and having it defined is essential because they also understand that it's really not, but there's certain things that we don't tolerate. Our values with lack that honesty, transparency, being ha, be, having integrity when dealing with clients. So often I'll tell, I will tell clients and myself or other agents or one of my agents will tell clients like, hey, no, you should not waive your inspection. You shouldn't do X, Y, and Z for this house. And here's why. Even when clients have come to us and said that we should. And we say, look, for certain situations, I'd say I'm okay with it. But in this situation, here's why you shouldn't. And even if that means us not getting our offer accepted or us not potentially getting paid or because we lost out or whatever, or we back out of a transaction. I I can live with it. I it. Rather than somebody move forward, regret it, hate it, and now... That's, that's, it's not what, what we stand for anymore, you know? And then the other thing is that you, and you've brought it up or touched
0: on it a couple times here now is the concept of that ongoing training and that support. Talk a little bit about what you provide to your team to make sure that you're staying on the same path, you're working towards the same goal and to provide that additional support that they might need in order to get, to become a better
1: yeah so there's a few things we do one thing that i always support them is their business growth i incentivize them in terms of compensation to when they bring in their own transactions they get paid a higher percentage on those than the things that uh, essentially myself or the team provides so there's so i always provide not always but i do we often do trainings of how to grow our business how to get leads how to get referrals out from the clients that we work with and so on and so forth and then on top of that, another thing that we do, I also train them on things that, that they need to know. You know, for instance, something came up rather recently, another, an agent didn't you know, I'm in a group chat with clients, the agent didn't understand how to properly read a settlement statement and understand how to decipher charges on, on a settlement statement with regards to lender and at a low, craving a bunch of other small, minor, detailed things. And while they're minor, they're important to know. And I had to step in to, to answer the question, which I'm totally fine doing. But it brought me to the realization of, hey, maybe this agent doesn't understand this to this level that I do because I have more experience all the- and I understand it better. And so now, you know, that's something that at the end of the month, I'm going to put on a probably hour and a half, two hours reading to make sure that we all understand not just how to write an offer and get an offer accepted and what an inspection it is, but hey, how do we read a closing disclosure? How do we read what happens in a low appraisal situation when the down payment changes? And then what should the settlements statement reflect? What do these charges, these are all things that are very important that not every agent understands. And while I was under the impression that they did and they did it. And so I said, Hey, this is a failure on my part, on my behalf as well, because they didn't thoroughly go over this enough. So now I'm going to. and so that, again, that's, this just part of that leadership of being able to step up and say, Hey, here's where I fell short. And here's how we're going to bridge that gap and get to the point to where we need to be so everybody can be on the same page and be successful moving forward.
0: Sure. So I always like to give people very actionable items. And at this point, I'd like you to give one action item that somebody could implement right now, today, to regarding their entrepreneurship and maybe building a team.
1: So an action item that that I can give is if whether you're at a place to build a team or not, find somebody to be accountable. So if you're just starting your entrepreneurial journey and you're not ready for a team, that's fine. Find somebody else who's on the same page as you, whether it's a friend, family member, or a stranger that has a similar mentality to you. Find somebody that that can hold, help you hold accountable. You can tell your goals to, and you can hold them accountable as well so that you have an accountability partner to be able to make sure that you're accomplishing what you can accomplish. And if you are somebody who's ready to start a team, then, then you're ready to take that step, then make that first hire, make that first move, so that you are, it, it motivates you internally whenever you have an employee, whenever you have somebody on your team that you are not responsible for essentially taking care of to make sure that you're on top of your stuff so that you're able to do what you need to do and stay accountable. So if you're not in a position to start a team, find an accountability partner of some sort that can truly hold you accountable for a certain period of time. And if you are ready to make it, start a team, make that first move, make that first hire so that you can stay accountable and make sure that doing, you're staying on track and staying on course.
0: No, that's a great piece of advice. Again, I want to remind everybody to head over to Instagram and look for Jervon Simon there. Like I said, I'll make sure to have that link in the show notes so you can click through directly. So head over to reimastermind.net for that. Jervon, this has been a great conversation. And But before I let you go, I want to throw out one last thing. Is there a question or a concept you wished we would have covered here today?
1: I think a concept would be a progression of real estate investing from a starter all the way into, into more advanced strategies and how you and how the natural progression happens from there. You hear often about people who are just sensitive to see like overnight successes where, you know, they start off and now they start from zero units to 102, well, that's not normal. Let's talk about the people who become millionaires over five years and they have five, six rental properties and how they're able to leverage properties in a more reasonable way than the, these crazy success stories that we have that the average person can accomplish without putting their day job to do or taking an extreme amount of risk.
0: Yeah, no, I, that, that's a great point. And I just, I'm sure people are a little tired of me saying this. If you're getting into fix and flipping, you're, it doesn't work. You're not going to flip a house in 30 minutes or less. Like they show you on HGTV. It always takes a lot longer than you think, and it costs typically a lot more. And then the other thing is that please stop watching those infomercials dead and night that tell you that real estate investing is a get rich quick endeavor.
1: Yeah. The amount of people who are wholesalers now and don't really understand ARBs and they don't truly understand the process of purchasing the home, just don't really have any business doing that. And they're not real estate investments anyway. Yeah, it's because of TikTok and Instagram and people who make it look easy and they have these quick courses to take. It's something that we have to deal with and I have to deal with. And I'm sure you do, too. People reaching out about to you yeah. about it. Well, what's that saying that they used to have? And I think they're starting to say it a little bit more is when you get pulled over nowadays, they don't ask you for your driver's license. They ask you for your real estate. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it, this day and age, I joke. You either know somebody that's wholesaling, you know somebody who's a realtor, or you're somebody selling Herbalife. And typically, many times they're all they're doing all three.
1: Yeah, if you're doing all three, then there's something wrong. You can't do it the right way.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. Fun. No, I, I I can't agree with you more. I appreciate your time, Joe. Ger- you're welcome back anytime. I hope you'll take me up on that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It'd be my pleasure.
0: If you learned at least one actionable step to incorporate into your real estate investing.